Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. It's time to gossip, braid each other's hair, and pinky promise to be friends to the end. That's right, bitch. We're talking about girl friendship on film. Then, sadly, the slumber party's over, our mom picks us up, and we have to move on to our original <laughs> pitch and some items on our radar. Pull up a chair, baby. Okay, Lars. Mm-hmm. Truth or dare? <gasps> Truth. Okay. Because it's a podcast. <laughs> <'Cause> it's a <laughs> podcast. Like, I'm doing the dare right now, I swear. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> so, which character do you wish mm-hmm. you were friends with in high school? Could be film, could be TV. Um, there's actually so many. Um, so I've got a few. If I could kind of just like, I'm just kind of showing you my, my notes here, showing yeah. you the work. So, the movie Now and Then, okay. um, can't remember the year, but uh, Gabby Hoffman and Thora Birch. I really liked their whole thing, and I'm not sure. I think a lot of these, it's more of like, I wish I had been like this character. It's not so much okay. that I want them as a friend, if I can be really okay. um, egocentric or whatever. I'm like, like do I want to be them, or do I want them to be my best friend? Oh, well, that is kind of the nature of adolescent girl friendships, right? right? Exactly. Mm. And you want someone to just love you and think everything you've it was amazing. So, or maybe that's what I want. I'm a Leo. Anyway, like, I'm like, that do I want wasn't that? what I was going for. Oh, okay, that's what I was going for. <laughs> just someone to completely like, don't club. question me, just support me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Gabby Hoffman and Thor Birch. Just, I don't know which one I want to be because, like, Thor Birch was, like, kind of sexy and she put, like, what was it? It was, like, water balloons, like, but it was, like, filled oh, with pudding, like, in her bra yeah, as, like, fake right. boobs. And uh, Gabby Hoffman was just, like, cute in her little. Uh, knee-length shorts and I don't know anyways innocent she was yes. innocent. and then obviously Clarissa Darling uh but again I think I just wanted to be her yeah you were like a little girl reporter I, I saw know your I tried post. to do a paper um for one issue it's fine um <laughs> a short run zine <laughs> yeah collector's exactly. item it's about like the environment but I printed it on like regular ass paper <laughs> so it's like white I was copy paper yeah um yeah um claudia from the babysitters club i don't know if you ever oh, read that I watch that show claudia, i love yeah. i mean who claudia's the best she's right? the best she's I just the best definitely want to be her and the the aerosmith uh video crazy <laughs> i just wanted to be like so this is like a little later did you want to be liv tyler or did yeah. you want to be alicia I don't silverstone know, both of them because i mean i don't know if there was really a difference they were kind of like on the same with girls yeah they were yeah. there wasn't like a good girl and a bad girl yeah in they that were both dynamic. bad girls so i just wanted to be either one of them or like in that car with them like in my little floral <laughs> 90s dress riding in cars um, with bad girls yeah so i will say at the end of the day the friendship that i really would love to be in would um that new show on hulu called i don't know honestly i'm gonna be very vulnerable i don't know if it's penis or it's like pin 15 <laughs> or, or do you think peen 15 i think <laughs> I, I assume that's it. That I assume it's P15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um I don't remember their names, but I love that you whole, love that, that dynamic. I do. They just love each other and have each other's backs and I haven't, I haven't finished the it. season so maybe they totally <laughs> they fall out. I don't know, but um, well, there's one yeah. thing I learned in watching watching some uh girl adolescent girl films it's that these friendships are doomed. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. Not totally, but they've um, got to have some little blip, some melodramatic thing yeah. and they come back together. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's mm, kind of a bummer, but anyway. So mine I basically was like, okay, I picked a character and was like, I bet she was really cool in mm-hmm. high school. So Janine Garofalo's character oh. from Reality Bites, oh, Vicky yeah. Minor, mm. 
before she went to college, you know, she's got the like amazing 70s, like little dresses and the lunchbox, which is like Partridge Family or something. She knows all the TV kind of trivia. She she has those. I actually was just realizing that I have a friend with that exact haircut. So I'm (laughs) I never really had that kind of a friend in high school who was like the kind of like sarcastic like mm-hmm. darker humor one yeah i guess those kind of kind daria of, or yeah, something like yeah. those girls did not really like me honestly like, the only people i can really remember being mean to me in high school were goth girls oh. <laughs> <laughs> they did not care for my brand yeah of bs oh. <laughs> um, a little too like positive and like yeah tabling at the vegan events i guess oh i love it so, i but i really wanted a friend that was like janine garofalo style you no know, bs kind of yeah. but i never i wonder if we would have been know. friends i just now thought of that yeah. angle i think so i think so i think we would have yeah, yeah i think so mm-hmm. And I have to, to believe that. <laughs> I need to believe. You're like, no. I'm like, I'm not, I don't not what I was so. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just, I don't know, maybe, like, email us, like, who you, who your high school bestie would have been. Yeah, not like, a, I mean, not really, like, a real-life version of your best friend, but someone you always wanted, the friendship you really envied. Yeah, that you deserved. Yeah. And maybe didn't get. Oh, so man. I feel, I'm still bitter about it. It's fine. <laughs> like, I needed this. Well, Joel had a really good one, and I was jealous that he thought of it first, which was Emilio Estevez in Repo Man. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh. The idea of him as a friend in high school went really fucking cool. It's not really ringing bell. I mean, I remember the movie and liking yeah. it. I just don't know if I remember being like that guy. He hmm. he was just a cool, chill, like teen punker man. I okay. could top Joel and say I want like Harry Dean Stanton. Imagine Ooh, being yeah, like no, a little that's teen where girl. my mind was going. Yeah. I want to be friends with like a, a guy that looks sixty, even though man. <laughs> that's another actor I can never tell his age because he's always old. It's Harry Dean yeah, Stanton. R.I.P. He, he finally passed away at like ninety something. So, but yeah, you're right. But he, he looked ninety in the fifties. So yeah, I don't know. So Anyways, to say yeah, <laughs> just hanging out at the car lot with yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. That actually, I think that might be a great pitch. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'd, yeah. I'd watch that. I would be in it. I would be friends with him. Yes. Yep, all the way. So I googled female friendship films, and here's what came up clueless obviously mm-hmm. um i just call it traveling pants but uh, i guess it's sisterhood, sisterhood of the of traveling, traveling pants. pants um tangerine which i was oh, like oh yeah Google. that was a great I know. yeah that's a so, great friendship movie um francis ha which again i'm kind of surprised with some of these like i can't remember the friend in that the friend like moves out and she's bitter about it oh, it's it like a bad friend. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean she's more it's more of an i think that's more of an independent like finding your own independence yeah. movie but yeah yeah there's friendship in there um Thelma and louise and Bend It Lie Beckham. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, there's a random gamut there. Anyway. So, the the notable ones for me, uh, I'll start out with Gang of Four, not the band, the movie, <laughs> okay. from uh, 1989, Jacques Rivette. So, it's a French film. 
And um, Rivette is one of the directors I'm really intrigued by. I don't know if you've seen some of his films, but he made several fin- uh, films about female friendship, and, including Celine and Julie Go Boating. Mm. And Duel, I guess Duel is not maybe friendship, but there's a, a, a relationship there, uh, a duality. So those are actually two of my top films overall in my life. But I, <laughs> he loves to explore the improvisational side of acting, which can be interesting or not can interesting. Can really go wrong, <laughs> yeah, as we exactly. saw with husbands. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think um, the uh, the best version of that uh, exploration is in this film. Uh, so it's four young women who live together, and they also are like either in acting school or just taking an acting class together from this famous French actress, uh, mm. like IRL, like Aboul Auger. I guess. Um, oh. You didn't, yeah. So um, she's a classic. There's this sort of like Robrier, um mystery that keeps popping up in the lives of the women, um, which in Rivette like loves to explore these sort of like, I don't know, existential mystery is like the only way I can think of it. It's like, yeah, okay. you only have coincidences in your life. Yeah. And it's just like, um, trying to figure that out. So, uh, and I love that he encouraged his female collaborators to create and improvise their own parts. Um, he did that very often. And I think that makes him so much more like playful and imaginative than so many of his contemporaries. Yeah. <laughs> Godard. Asshole. Anyway, <laughs> just, you know, they could just be so, like those others. Self-serious. I mean, this is later on in his career, but yeah. like in the, like the 60s and 70s, so many of those others, contemporaries of his, would just be so heavy-handed and just yeah. straight-up misogynist. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Rivette is like a, brush of, a breath of fresh air. And it has incredible style. Uh, considering it's like the late 80s, like that is a tall order. That's a, so that's just an accomplishment. a lot of great, yeah, like basics and separates and color blocking and sweaters. And, and then their stage costumes as well are great. And there's also like a side note of I'm very intrigued by um, French people drinking coffee from bowls. I don't quite understand. Yes, I've seen it in other films. Whoa. It's definitely in this one. And I'm like, is it to cool the coffee? Oh, I mean, like, they're oh, like more like, surface area. And it's not just one of those big, like, friends. <laughs> oh, oh, I got one of those. It says you go, girl. And yeah. my cousin got it for me for college graduation. <laughs> so I'm not talking a giant mug with a handle. Okay. I'm talking a bowl. Straight up and Kind bowl. of like a, yeah. Like a soup bowl. Yeah. I don't really? understand. Please someone explain it yeah. to me. Like, I guess I get it in, like, theory. But I don't see it enough to where I'm just like, oh, it's a thing. But I see it at. You know what I mean? I see just enough to be like, wait a minute, is this a thing? You know what I'm saying? It's not everywhere, but but it's not only once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not just this movie. That's crazy. But anyway, that's all. Sorry, it's just. I don't know if it's really a bone to pick. It's just a big question mark in my life. Talk about an existential mystery. I know, because I personally, I love steaming hot coffee. I want it in a glass that's very. It's like a tall. Like a highball glass if I can. It's just like, I like it straight up. Uh, no. So I can keep that, that steam, that heat. Anyway. Yeah. It's all sorry. <laughs> just a lukewarm bowl of just, oh, yeah. I mean, coffee. I don't understand cafe. it. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Anyway, um, gang of four. <laughs> gang of four. That's my takeaway. I mean, I do. Now I have to watch it because I need to see these people yeah. drinking coffee no, out of bowls. I want you to see it. I, th- I think you'd like it. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Um, tonally, a shift here. Mm-hmm. So my first one is Our Song, which is directed by Jim McKay. It's from 2000. McKay also directed Girls Town from 1996, <gasps> oh, which is yeah. also about a group of adolescent friends. 
And he's written and directed a lot for TV, including The Wire and SVU. And just a note, he does appear to be a white guy from a pretty nice part of New Jersey. So take that for what you will. (laughs) Considering his movies are all about the lives of young black and brown people in New York. I don't know. It just seems a little weird. It's He's kind of like a product of that, I think, 90s um, sense of like, oh, a filmmaker that's like a white guy trying to like give it to you straight. I don't know. So yeah, it, it's definitely dated. <laughs> um, but the film is very absorbing. Uh, it follows three high school friends in Crown Heights uh, over one summer. And they're all members of the same stepping slash marching band group uh, in the neighborhood. So the practices of the group kind of vaguely demarcate time in the film because you know they're like getting ready for this parade. Uh, So one of the girls is baby Carrie Washington Mm. who plays Lanisha. And even though the girls are maybe supposed to be like 16 in the movie, she very much looks like she was 16. She was actually Mm. 23 at the time of filming. And that blew my mind because she just looks like such a fresh-faced little bit. She's ageless, like frankly. Um, and her character is maybe the one with the most supportive par- parents, which you kind of pick up on from some of the clues of events that happen in the film. Basically, they find out their school is closing due to asbestos, and so the students have to go elsewhere. And so Lanisha's going to go to a better school in her dad's neighborhood, but the other girls don't really seem to have, like, a definite plan in place, and mm-hmm. it's kind of up in the air of, like, what's going to happen. Hmm. Like, are they going to all go, are they all going to keep going with to school, or are they going to get split up? I don't know, the whole film is marked by that sense of, like, you know, summer ending, and you can kind of feel life intervening to pull the girls apart because of, like, family reasons, um, Mm -hmm. some really hard reasons. It's a very subtle movie, kind of like a cinema verite uh, Hmm. style. Like, there's no non-digenic, is that how you say it? Digenic? I can't remember which is which. (laughs) Which one is the one that is... Just in the movie, yeah, like playing honestly, on the radio, I, can never I remember. get it switched. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's like opposite what you think it would be. It I is. Think. Yeah. So maybe it's digenic. I don't know. Anyway, you guys get it. Oh, Whatever. Get look it, it up. The, all the music is like playing on stereos yeah, or yeah. it parties or, or whatever. The, the yeah. Movie, yeah. Um. So there's a lot of quiet downtime in the scenes. I guess it was interesting watching all of the movies that I picked because I feel like as I get deeper into my 30s. I'm further away from being a teen, and I feel more of this, like, guardian adult sense of concern for the characters. Mm -hmm. Rather, it's, like, harder to access the feeling of what it was like being that age. um, Associate more now with, like, the parents. These girls are crazy. I just imagine, like, being, like, their teacher who's, like, trying to be cool. (laughs) and like, no, I'm going to help you, like, fill out your college applications. I know. And I have a harder time accessing that feeling of what it was like, which is, it's just weird. I think we've both always been a little old too yeah I think that might be true so i think that's right i think i was always a little bit like that like guys <laughs> the concern <laughs> stop smoking in the stop. whatever the, back, the bathroom yeah we're gonna get, we're gonna get wrinkles <laughs> anyway uh i do i do recommend it it's you can see that carrie washington is going to be an amazing actor uh just even as this young young woman just a lot of very subtle nonverbal acting well, uh, speaking of bad girls, <laughs> Ooh, um, bad girls. This is a really fun one. Ooh. Um, I think I don't know if you've seen it. Foxes from. Ooh. I'm like, have you seen it? And I haven't even told you about it. <laughs> You're like, yes. Um, Foxes, 1980, by Adrian Lyne, um, who also directed uh, Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, and Nine and a Half Weeks. So like, really sexy stuff. And so this mm. is kind of that whole like. I mean, it can be a tricky area, like the sexuality of of teens. Yeah. But anyway, but he does a good job of it. Um, so again, it's like white. 
I feel like a lot of these are, well, two of these, I guess, <laughs> that I've talked about so far are like white guys directing this. So I'm like, sorry, but these are good movies. Yeah. Um, so a group of teen girls come of age in Southern California, starring a young Jodie Foster, um, Sherry Curie of The Runaways. Oh, I have yeah. seen this. Okay. Yeah. Or is it Sherry Cur- Curry? Cur- I- Curry? I don't know, know. but Marie Curie. I don't know. You get whatever. She's in the runaway, so you get it. Look it up on IMDb. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, Scott Bayo before he went crazy. Well, Um, you know, it's like 30, 40 years prior. I know. So he's. I mean, anyway. Um, And there's a little cameo from little Laura Dern. So uh, I think it might be her first role. Oh, yeah. She's like super young. Super young. Yeah. Um, So. but anyways, with these girls, the only way to escape the hassles of school, parents, and puberty is to drink, party, and bone down with <laughs> boys with feathered hair. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's your pickings it's the only at way, that age, you know. That time. Um, and apparently, the script was originally about an all-female rock band, which oh. it would have been fun to explore. Yeah, but it still has that. That, that kind of vibe. vibe. There's like a lot of great music. Yeah. And um, again, they all feathered hair. I mean, that's all you need to know. Anyway, real feather job. <laughs> um. <laughs> And um, this blew my mind. This may not be true, but this is an IMDb trivia. So anyway, Jodie Foster has a real-life brother named Buddy Foster, who's also an actor. And he was briefly considered for the role of her love interest (gasps) in the film. Oh, what? (sighs) Anyway. Maybe because she's like, I don't want to make out with boys. Like, I'm not going to make out with any boys, so don't you worry. Might as well cast my brother. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Like... That's just uh, it's that's fucked up. Anyway, yeah. but thank God he was recast. Yeah, um, they're probably like this seems like it'll be weird on the interview circuit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand that no. thinking at all. But no. anyway, it was honestly that period of time people were just like, this will be really running great. With it. <laughs> Let's just do this. Um, it's never been done before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder why. So my next uh, pick is Mosquita Imari. It's by Aurora Guerrero, uh, 2012. Guerrero is a queer Chicana filmmaker from L.A. So I guess I would preference this film over our song for the fact that the writer and director is writing like mm-hmm. about girls whose lives she is more familiar with. So mm-hmm. there's not like this weird power imbalance dynamic mm-hmm. that yeah. I would maybe be more concerned with with the McKay stuff. Um so it follows the friendship of Yolanda and Mari, who are two Chicana teens in Huntington Park, L.A., in the non-gentrified part of Huntington <laughs> Park, I guess, in 2012, um, who are each affected by their family situations in different ways. So they basically meet because they're neighbors. And I think there's kind of this pretty common... Uh, set up in coming of age films where there's the prototypical good kid and the classic bad kid. Mm-hmm. So here, Yolanda, who Mari calls Mosquita, is an only child. She gets straight A's and she definitely represents like all the dreams of her parents who mm-hmm. work really long hours to, provi- to be able to provide their daughter with as much opportunity as possible so she can go to college. And then conversely, across the street, Mari lives with her mom and sister. Um, you find out her dad has passed away and she has to care for her sister while her mom works all the time to try to provide for them and Marty probably realistically like totally understandably has a lot more anger and sadness to her um so there's definitely also in her family kind of like a mixed immigration status tension where it's like she um what her mom wants for her and what she thinks is possible are kind of two different things mm-hmm. um there's this aspect <sighs> There's an aspect 
of kind of like um, a question about the nature of the relationship between the two girls mm-hmm. in the uh, movie. It kind of lives in that strange zone that some teen friendships inhabit where it's like this really quick deep connection and it verges on romantic Mm -hmm. um i've seen critics and audiences and i think the filmmakers talked about it as a queer coming of age film Mm -hmm. i think that's a valid reading of it i also definitely read it as like a sort of ambiguous Mm -hmm. you know i think adolescent friendships can burn really bright and fast so a lot of us can relate to this notion of this kind of intense ephemeral friendship especially between two girls and i also think it's one where like one of the characters it for one character, it's sort of a queer coming of age film, and for another, it's just like this kind of moment in her yeah. life, you know. And yeah. I think that's so very realistic. Mm-hmm. So, I would really recommend checking this film out. I yeah. thought it was really um, a really understated, lovely movie, and gorgeously acted by two very young actors. Okay, that sounds awesome. So uh, my uh, last one, thank God, is directed by a woman. Hey, but, um, so it's a uh, Bye Bye Bluebird, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, her name is Katrin, it looks like Otter's Daughter. <laughs> so I love that. I it's hope like, so. Um, so I know, I was like, I hope. I didn't think about like, okay, so I'll go into the whole like where she's from and how that's important to the film. Yeah. So like, okay, basically, okay, the Faroe Islands, I was not really aware of, and they're quite remote. They're located between Scotland, Norway, and Iceland. Population of less than 50,000. And they have a distinct language of Faroese, which I think is kind of danish But anyway, so there's definitely like a Celtic and Norse sort of Mm -hmm. um, thing going on there. So I was like looking at the names of the people that are working on the film, and there was a lot of women with the last name, like the last bit of their name would be like a daughter. It's like D O T T I R. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, because like instead of like Nilsson, I was like, wait a minute. So there's also like this sort of like maternal, you know, the name being daughter. And so I was like, anyways, it just dawned on me when I was looking at those. I mean, maybe I'm reading into that, but it made sense, uh, That's how it is in Iceland. Okay, so it was amazing. So it looks like Otter's Daughter, but I mean, probably not pronounced that way, (laughs) but I'd like to think it's pronounced that way. So it's two 20-something gals. Um, returning to their childhood home, or well, technically one of them's from there, and one of them, like, their parents are from there or something. Okay. Um, but anyways, they're returning to their um, their childhood home on the Faroe Islands after several years abroad um, in the big city, where whatever city it was, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. um, to confront their conservative families who basically cast them out, and to basically shake things up in this quiet hamlet with their outrageous style, mm-hmm. which is, okay, here's it. Uh, it's a mix between The Groove is in the Heart music video mm. by Delight, Ab Fab, Spice mm. Girls, and Velvet Goldmine. Uh, oh, my so God. we're talking faux fur pants, chokers, blue eyeshadow, crushed velvet, oh, feather boas, yeah. huge platforms. I love it. I yeah. love it. So, honestly, it's not a great film. <laughs> okay. Um, but I would recommend it purely for the style. Yeah. Um, and if you're at all curious about, like, the, the Faroe Islands, I don't know. I, I am. I didn't know yeah. about it. I definitely went on Wikipedia and looked up a bunch of stuff about yeah, it. for sure. Um, and I'm assuming not a lot of films are shot there. I like, can't I'm imagine. Just, yeah. So it kind of suffers from that whole 90s thing where characters are like, we're being so cute and crazy and shaking yeah. things up, but they're really kind of just being obnoxious. Yeah. So um, maybe the filmmaker gave them a little too much credit in like their charisma of like how much we were like, the audience was going to be like, oh, wow, I love them. Like they're kind Aren't of they being just wild brats. Parts. Oh, yeah. But their style is so good, honestly. Like it's they just, it's just, it. just for screen grabs, I think. <laughs> it's like someday this is going to be a screen grab. Is, we are going to love these. Yes. Um, 
Although I will say it does look like it was shot through like a piss colored filter on a on a Ooh. pinhole camera. So there's it's a real like Very 90s. there's something about that late nineties where it's like yeah. it's got this sort of grainy grittiness to it and it looks like it was like just again piss filter. Yeah. I mean like I can't stress that enough. Like this like yellow green kind of filter. Oh. Sorry, I'm really not selling this. Is like, like the film degraded or do you think I don't really know. I don't, I don't know anything about anyway. cinematography. But, um, you know, and there's some, like, unearned melodrama. Like, especially, like, the the ending kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, it is unearned. But I will say overall, like, if you just want some amazing 90s fashion. Okay. I'm in it for the looks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you wish it had been, like, a really cool music video. Yeah. or Exactly. It would be a perfect music video. Yeah. So there there was a lot. It was, like, definitely like a kind of road trip movie. They basically just, like... Get this, rope this like local guy, this sweet little normal guy with like a mustache into like being their driver, and they just kind of like shit all over him and stuff. So like they again, they're not sympathetic, but their style is is amazing. It's kind of worth it. Worth it. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, and I think it has captions and everything. So yeah, oh, cool. Just watch yeah. on YouTube. You know. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Check it out. Speaking of wild child videos, <laughs> I just read. I don't know if you saw this, but I just read. I think it was a Deadspin article about these two nine-year-olds in Australia who were apprehended at this mall because they were like these two little girls, uh-huh. like going ape shit oh. wild at this mall. Like they were like jumping on cars, screaming like "fuck you, what's our car?" Like "fuck off," like being like so wild. The security guard couldn't capture them. The one security guard takes away one of them, has like the scooter, and she's like, "I'm gonna murder you if you don't get back to me." And then the next shot is her like popping ollies on her damn scooter. They're so wild. That's like, crazy. I'm like I Australia kinda... is wild. Yeah. These girls are like totally fearless. The police are like taking them away and they're like, eh, fuck you. It is. Man. I, they are honestly hell demons and I would yeah, be terrified of them. I don't them. know if I love them or hate them. But I'm like, I, I love these little girl yeah. anarchists who are just like, nope, yeah. we're terrorizing people at the right. mall. I mean, there's a movie in there oh, somewhere. Definitely. Sorry, I just read it today yeah. and I was like, I am frightened. These are yeah. demon children. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine being nine in a mall and just like jumping people's cars. I mean, like, Telling oh, no. an adult man, like, I'll murder you if you don't give me back my scooter. I, I've my never mom would have whooped my fresh butt. Like, you better believe it. Well, there were no parents around. Oh, well, no. <laughs> They're just running wild. Anyway. Um, so, transition. <laughs> just an aside. Uh, there's a real wild child in my last pick. So, uh, Soulmate from 2016 was directed by Kwak Chung Sang. And it stars uh, Zhu Dongyu and Sandra Ma Sishun. Uh, they play Asheng and Chia. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing these. Doing the best I can. Yeah. Chia. Uh, they're two girls, and they meet at school one day and become inseparable through adolescence. So they kind of have this initial meet-cute on the athletic fields at their school. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it flashes to the future when Asheng runs into this guy from her past on the subway... He'll be introduced later, but he asks if she's read uh, this novel that Chia uh, ostensibly wrote that narrates their friendship. So the story is framed in chapters of the novel that cover like it covers like a total in total, probably like 10 years of the friendship. And it seems like Asheng is like reading it on her laptop uh, while you're watching the story unfold. Mm. So once again, there's kind of a good girl, bad girl thing going mm-hmm. on with Asheng being like the rebellious one. She like 
has problems at home, goes to vocational school. She ends up running away with a musician she meets after working in a bar. I guess you can work at a bar at a very young age, (laughs) at least in whatever town they were in. Mm -hmm. Um, She kind of drifts around like she hooks up with a photographer and is like traveling all around. And meanwhile, Chia is going to college prep and then she plans to marry her boyfriend, Jianming, who she meets sort of when they're like, 16 maybe so there's kind of like a little bit of a love triangle aspect to the film but i would say it does veer away from that to kind of emphasize the friendship and at first i thought it might also be this kind of queer love story Mm -hmm. um coming of age story but then i realized that it's a popular and government approved film in china and that's kind of a Mm non-starter for the chinese government um so i actually picked this movie because i don't really watch that many big budget dramatic films from other countries i feel Mm -hmm. like i tend to see the ones that make the film festival circuit but i don't feel like i have as good a handle on like the equivalent of a julia roberts movie in another country Mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely what this is so it is sort of interesting i would compare it to like beaches or fried green tomatoes (laughs) something maybe less time spanning but it's like a very big pretty melodramatic movie about a friendship between two women that spans time um the two lead actresses actually both they got like a joint best actress award like they each they both oh, won best it was like a tie like they oh, both okay. won best actress at the cute. 2016 Taipei Golden Horse uh, Film Festival so it was honestly it was way too sentimental and like plot wise simple for my taste mm-hmm. but it was probably better than its contemporary equivalents in the US so yeah. i think it was interesting for that yeah. and it was beautifully beautifully acted yeah um so that it was worth it for that but like i said i just i don't really see like big dramatic the the big budget dramas that everyone's mom goes and sees like i don't really Mm. seek those out or see those from other countries and it is just like an interesting insight into like what contemporarily like kind of issues are like acceptable to people so fascinating for that reason Okay, it's time to build a pitch. Build the pitch you want to see in the world. That's right. That That's right? my bumper sticker. That's our bumper sticker. <laughs> um, so we each bring uh, one element. No, two. We each two. bring two, not one, but two, but two. elements uh, for a movie uh, unknown to one another. Then we reveal them and pitch a movie on the spot. So Lars, you are leading this time. All right, so try to find a fun working title yeah. um, that has nothing to do with the actual film. But yeah. I think last time I did the same filmmaker, um, I don't know if it's like Lena or Lina Vertmuller. It's like she's Italian, so I don't know if that's probably, if you, do, if you yeah. really German up her name like that, but that's what it looks like. Um, so Lena Vertmuller, um, so it's a film from 1986 called <laughs> Summer Night. With Greek profile, almond eyes, and scent of basil. Ooh. So I was just like, ooh, it yeah. sounds like a yogurt. That's so evocative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, she has these, she has so many movies with like really long, great titles yeah. that are basically like a little poem. Anyway, so Summer Night with Greek profile, almond eyes, and scent of basil. So this is a, like a legitimate movie I, I would love to see. A mystery thriller, and I'll, I'll say the actress in a second. Mystery thriller. So two friends um, are on vacation together, and one of them goes missing, and the mm. other friend has to navigate, like, finding the friend in the, in another country she's not familiar with. And I'm not sure if, like, 
because we can also do where like the uh, the friend like dies because that's another thing i thought about because you know if you're on vacation and if like your companion dies like beyond the the actual like tragedy of that of like if you were like if it was real life and it was your day-to-day and they died that would be enough it's just this extra layer of tension and like confusion and like what do i do like literally how do you i i would love someone to write a huffpo article about that like (laughs) hey i went on vacation and my friend died and this is what happened like how did i like get a death certificate like how do i like the body has to go back and like yeah. so i don't know if they're missing or dead because i think either way it could be a lot of yeah. uh, great like mystery thriller because even then it's like do you solve the mystery what if they're like i don't care about your friend we're not going to solve this mystery because you're american i don't know but like so or if they're missing again like yeah if i don't think it help them i don't even know what countries this is but you know yeah. um i don't know i just think that could be a really good like the closest thing i could think of is have you seen faye grim the hal hartley yeah movie? okay so kind of I honestly can't remember much about that movie, but I remember that, like, that she's kind of caught in the middle and she's trying to solve this mystery. Yeah. So that sort of vibe. So I was thinking maybe, like, um, Letitia Wright oh, uh, from yeah. Black Panther and um, Black Mirror. So I don't know if your actor is going to be, uh, you know, like, but they can also be, like, the detective if it's, like, yeah. an old dude or something. <laughs> I think it might have to be. Okay. So if you want me just I've to come a, out with a backup friend actress just in case, like, okay. Yeah, so, I yeah. didn't have, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if this was the friend that disappeared, I would, like, love this buddy. Okay, okay. I don't know, but, so my actor is John Leguizamo. So okay, they're, they're best, best friends, friends together. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I, sorry, I'm just imagining like, where are they a couple? Be, no, I guess it could be like he an could be like a, he, he could be like a. I almost could see him as like a photographer or journalist who's like also in the country That's on assignment, true. and like they she could, could be kind of friends. She, well, I was thinking like she could talk to him, and he's like, oh, like people have disappeared oh, oh, right, okay. in this town. Oh, I mean, if okay. you were trying yes, to go yes, the yes. mystery angle, okay. Well, if we need so, a backup friend, I've yeah. got someone. Just I had that just in case. Um, Amandla Stenberg. Oh yeah. From uh, what's it called? Hunger Games. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, I mean, that would else. probably be a more like age appropriate or, or the hate you give friend. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some old man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he could be more like a journalist. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, or maybe they're on assignment. Or one of them is like a yeah, a journalist, and one of them is like the friend. Like, let me come along with you. Yeah, and then she dies or something. Yeah, um, dies or disappears. I don't know. Disappears. I yeah. feel like you're trying to kill her off. I'm just <laughs> really want her to really die. <laughs> no, no. I was just. Anyways, I could just. I would. It would be such a frightening thing to be in that position. Yeah. So I just think that would be a great thriller, a bordering yeah. like horror movie, because that would be horrific. Well, I anyway. think that my element um, could fit into that, because I just want a scene that's, like, after midnight at an all-night diner. So mm-hmm. it could be, like, you know, she's, yeah. like, meeting up with someone to, like, <gasps> find out some information. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So if John Leguizamo is, you know, a journalist or something, that mm-hmm. could be where he, like, has her meet the... Yeah contact to get yeah. some clues yeah and maybe it could all happen over like one sorry i love like it all happens over yeah. one night kind of thing it feels um, as though this should be greece for some reason i know i think we use a green profile just oh maybe that's, that's what it is i'm like i'm so scared <laughs> i don't know why i keep yeah in my mind i'm like it should be in greece, it should be in greece. Yeah. yeah but it would be you know because it'd be very beautiful but then mm. you know it's like yeah that could be more disconcerting yeah yeah i could see that as soon as the sun goes down then everything gets really creepy yeah, <laughs> yeah and like again i i kind of think it would be more jarring i don't know if it'd be more jarring if you're like looking for them if they're missing or if they're dead and you're like 
Mm. I like not only do I have to solve the mystery, but I have to deal with this harsh reality. Yeah. So yeah, I'm open to either way. I'm open to some some notes, some studio notes. Yeah. Some, some I don't know which way would be better. Yeah, I could see it either way. Honestly. I feel like the friend isn't coming back. I do. Yeah. Feel like... I think you kind of you can't have a happy ending with this no, one. Yeah. No. Unless it's like one of those fucked up endings where it's like actually yeah. she was like trying to change she her was, identity. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was like faking her own death. Yeah, yeah which would be fun too. <laughs> yeah, you, you just see twist. her on a speedboat like yeah, exactly all, like, the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stinger. So now we're going to talk about what's on our radar, what we've been watching or plan to watch, would recommend. So I try to stay on topic with like sort of a femme friendship thing, mm-hmm. but I kind of went all over the place. So um, a couple things I watched along the way um, and that I didn't choose to talk about as the main thing, yes. but I still have to mention. <laughs> um, there's a short called Possibly in Michigan from, I think it's about 1983. Yeah, 1983. It is a batshit crazy abstract musical short. It's free on Vimeo, so I need everyone to check it out and then message me your thoughts um, because it looks like one of those adult swim shorts that tries desperately to look like weird found footage. And I don't really want to go too much. It's just like two friends in a mall and they go to one of uh, their houses and I think they basically, there's like a guy that's like following him and they like, kill him but it's like that's even giving it too much credit on the plot you know like i don't know and it's got the weirdest sing-songy i don't know i just want everyone's thoughts on it so again free on vimeo so check it out and let me know your thoughts (laughs) possibly in michigan and i started to watch this 1993 south african film always been like south african like i don't really know that i'm always trying to get the accent and i just it's like do such a hard accent it's kind of like a weird australian new zealand and i can't do it anyway um, it's actually called Friends, um, and I had to stop watching it about halfway through because it kind of turned into this kitchen sink drama about a white woman bombing buildings to help end apartheid, but it's basically about these, like, three leads, just their friends, and they kind of all go their separate ways and do this different, different things, uh, again, like being a, a terrorist or, you know, uh, one of them marries a man twice her age who is also her biological uncle. <gasps> what? Again... I just have so many questions. I don't know why that was necessarily the plot. But anyway, it's available for free on Amazon Prime if you want to watch some white savior incest. Uh, that's I your mean, jam. at least she was being a true accomplice, I guess, and really bombing <laughs> buildings to end apartheid. I feel like that's like go better than, you know, changing yeah, your yeah. profile. That's true, I guess. She's doing it. Uh, she kind of looks like Bobo, um, Kate Blanchett. So, I don't know. I mean, there's, <laughs> and the thing is, it was shot beautifully. It was just like a lot of like, what? Why? Yeah, like, why? why incest? Yeah, why? Anyway. that is weird. So, um, yeah, just Google friends and I'm sure you'll find it. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, something to end on, a note to end on that's actually like a good little, a little amuse-bouche kind of thing, um, palate cleanser. There's this great podcast called My Mom Has Seen a Movie and it's very charming. It's a British guy who asks his mom about new releases she's watched in the past week because I think she has like a movie pass so she sees like she just like, sees every all. day. Yeah. And he has some, she's basically like, okay, describe them to me. And she like, can't remember. And it's so cute. Her trying to remember. And then he asks him like, if, you know, it's worth a watch. And it's just fucking adorable. And each episode's like 10 minutes or less. So it's great if you just want a little sweet treat. Um, 
Because, you know, some podcasts, like, are the long haul, two hours, whatever. Yeah. But this is just, like, a little fun little Oh, it's bit. short. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So just, like, a little five, ten minute thing. And it's adorable because they're so British and cute. Very yeah. cute. So how about you? So I just started watching Midnight Diner. Uh, I think it's called Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's a TV series based on a manga by Yaro Abe. I don't think about manga, but I do mm. know that the show is based on a, I think it's like a comic book. Mm. Um, so it basically centers on this tiny diner in Tokyo that's open from midnight to 7 a.m. So it's popular with this whole cross-section of people. And it usually focuses on one character and one particular dish. So mm-hmm. if you loved our food episode Ooh. and are craving more, I would recommend Midnight Diner. I would say it's more of like um, you want to savor it carefully rather than binge it. It's just like these lovely mm. vignettes. Yeah, I think slightly sentimental, but I can go for that when it's in an understated way. Mm-hmm. Midnight Diner. So also <laughs> in a wholesome, heartwarming sense, uh, I recently introduced my spouse to Rick Steves. I think Rick Steves is having a bit of a moment. Oh, my dad loves him. Oh, my God, that's shut really up about cute. It. He so loves him so much. We just started watching the Rick Steves Europe episodes, uh-huh. and then this big New York Times magazine profile just came out about him. So huh. I love him even more now. Um, I knew, like, if you're from the West Coast, you know, he's from Edmonds, Washington. That's where, like, his operations base. So. If you've been watching public television, he's been mm-hmm. on it for a long time. But um, so I don't know anything about him, but in my mind, just because my dad likes him, I assume he's like the human equivalent of like a cell phone holster. Like that's just okay. in my brain. Maybe so, he's, like, he's, he's really he's super interesting. Hunky. I don't know. <laughs> he's no, he is like visually, he's just like it's basically like a calm, cheerful Northwest dad okay. who ambles around cities mm-hmm. and sites with his 30-year-old Jansport backpack, like, sitting okay. over his shoulder. Okay. But he has this really, um, he does have a social justice agenda that's Ooh. quite obscured if you're not looking for it. That's mm. quite intentional. Um, I'll link to the New York Times magazine okay. profile because he actually does a ton of work that is really interesting. He's also a huge uh, weed advocate. All right. And in the profile, he shares like his weed diary. <laughs> he's a he's Northwest dad. Yeah, he's, so. a, he's, a, he's a Washington <laughs> State dad. So, um, he's just like a really, I mean, he's just like a really charming yeah. guy whose whole thing is that like people need to travel because then they'll be like less terrified and racist, which oh, I think okay. is a, um, the best probably, kind of dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like the good, the good dad. And honestly, there's like, I will say it does if we watch it after maybe like 10 p.m., it puts me right to sleep because it's oh, just so comforting. Yeah, totally. like, he's just so calm. <laughs> Keep on traveling. Aww. So I'm watching that. <laughs> um, want to watch? I am hoping that Agnes Varda's One Sings, The Other Doesn't oh. shows up on the new Criterion <gasps> channel because I wanted to watch that yeah. movie for this and I didn't mm-hmm. request it in time. That's great. I don't know why I haven't seen it earlier because it's about two women who become friends after one helps the other get an abortion in the 70s like during the height of feminism so it's pretty great yeah Yeah. i really want to see it so that's it for me keep on (laughs) watching (laughs) okay there's no good endings ever there's just not like and done well, I hear my mom's car <laughs> beep, beep. pulling up the driveway. <laughs> so party's over. Oh man. Uh, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to keep up with us or drop us a line at storyboardpod at gmail.com via Instagram at storyboardpodcast via Twitter at storyboard underscore pod. All the links to the movies we talk about are in the episode notes. Till next time.
could just like cut my hair right now on the edge. No, I mean, I've definitely been in some of those situations <laughs> yeah. where you're like, this is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh my God. 